2: What's going on, sports fans? Good morning,
3: afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. I'm Bill Murphy. I am Lawrence Patchman Lang.
4: I'm Christine.
1: I'm Danny Boy Reginald. What's going on, folks? And welcome to the third inning of
2: the third game of the Sports Insanity Podcast. Almost flawless, Bill. Hey, we'll get there. We will get there. Okay. Optimism, my friends, optimism. What gets us through these tough times? Anyway, we got a great show for you today. We got a lot to talk, not really a lot to talk about, but a good amount of stuff to talk about. We got Julian Edelman. We got Minnesota sports being postponed. We got our beloved New York Yankees and our somewhat beloved, but beloved by our good friend, old ops guy. Shout out to you. Mets. And Patchy's beloved Nationals to talk about. We got NBA news and the Masters. So why are we sitting here talking about it when we can just get to it? Am I right, fellas? And Christine? So let's jump into it. Nope, you're not going to hear my cover of Jump On It tonight. I'm not going to give you guys any torture tonight.
1: (laughs) I might torture you guys in other ways, but not that. Anyway, so as Bill said, um, we got some NFL news, breaking NFL news. Still breaking. And uh, it's a crazy day for him uh, and bittersweet for Christine. Julian Edelman, 12-year Patriot, for one thing, failed his physical, so his contract was terminated for that reason, but has officially afterwards announced his retirement, and uh, he sent out a video message to all Patriots fans with, you know, two words that resonate, Foxborough forever, folks. What's on your mind about this? So, Christine, since you're our resident Pats fan, you first.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, it's bittersweet. Like, it, you know, it's sad to see my team go away. No one's left. It's very sad, but it's bittersweet. Well, no, I said that's bittersweet. Oh, my God. Look, I'm brokenhearted. It's necessary, too. You know, he had a good run. He's one of a great wide receiver. He's been in many, many good games, many Super Bowls. So he had a good run, and I wish him well wherever he goes. But yeah, it's sad for all Patriots fans. We're we're broken.
1: Yeah, pretty much that. Pretty much everyone, will except for Belichick, of course. But like, if you really think about it, that whole dynasty's gutted now. Yeah. so It's like, like it's a, it's literally not necessarily starting from scratch because they're getting free agents like nothing but that old dynasty is pretty much gone Mm -hmm. except for the coach and of course the owner so it's i i could see why patriots fans would be emotional about it i mean but what's there to be emotional about he like like i just said 12 years in the league uh, he's been he's won three super bowls has a 36 career touchdowns and Mm-hmm. Six, over six thousand receiving yards. It's just an unbelievable career. Also a Super Bowl fifty three MVP and well deserved. That MVP was well deserved. Yeah. Uh, I like.
2: Football. I've actually liked Julian Edelman, and oh. um, you know, like he's
1: sort of the last of the bunch. Once you think about it.
4: Yeah, it's the end of the world
1: so. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It. It's obviously you know. There, there's a lot of Patriots that me and Bill would hate. I don't think Julian Edelman's one of the first of all, I do not the, hate
2: Julian Edelman. Sort of the
1: tail end, you know, because you know I, I was watching the Patriots back in the 2000s too, because the Jets always faced them. Uh, so the main number one guy was Tom Rudy. He's now gone, obviously. Gronk's gone. Gronk's gone. So yeah, that's pretty much the last piece of that puzzle. There, it's uh, it's yeah. It, it, I, I, I'm not gonna miss it though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, another not oh, uh, less threats for the Patriots in the in the AFC East. Yeah, I'll take it. Hey, that is a yeah. Like I said, I like
2: Julian Edelman. Um, do you think it's like once he failed his physical, he's like, you know what, screw this, I'm retiring.
1: Well, I mean, the video that I saw, he posted a video on Twitter, and the video that I saw seems like it was taped that night. So I, I think this was. I think he was playing on retiring anyway. Uh, or maybe I, the physical was a few days ago. Something like that. I don't know. I, I, I think this 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 was clearly planned. And, um, you know, we just decided to do it today. What a good day to do it's a Monday. <laughs> you know, so it's a hey, shout out to him he, Great career. I mean, would you say Hall of Famer? I say Borderline. Eh,
2: um, I'd go Borderline. I don't know if I'd go exactly Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it may take him a few years.
4: Yeah, I'm not
2: gonna yeah. say both, if, if he is gonna get in the Hall of Fame, I would say he's not a first ballot, though. No,
1: yeah,
4: no.
2: I would say
1: maybe second or third. I'm sure, there's many chances that he could get in. Maybe. Okay, um,
2: wait, where is Patch? What's are doing? Patch, you there, buddy? I'm still here. Okay. So, um, what is your thoughts on Mr. Edelman's retirement?
3: First off, he—I think he will be a Hall of Famer. Well, we're not saying he isn't a Hall of fame, We're saying he's borderline. I think he's going to definitely get in. He has a three-time Super Bowl champion and also Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that he...
2: could help. That could help.
3: The Super Bowl MVP gives a case for a Hall of Fame in a sense. In a yeah, sense. I mean, because...
1: in a ge- I mean, in a game? I mean, I'm just I mean, saying, like, you know.
3: I mean, he averaged seven point one yards per carry when he got not per carry per reception when he got the ball for yeah, his career. Seven point one. That's a good point. I mean, dude was also a seventh round draft pick in two thousand nine with the two with the two two hundred thirty second overall pick. So, you know, being being a late rounder and having that much success in your twelve years in the league might make a case for your Hall of Fame. Okay, touchdowns could have been a little bit more, but then again, that's at the wide receiving helm where you're going to have good years and bad years.
1: Well, me also didn't help that Tom Brady loved to share that wealth between his receivers and obviously his, you know, Gronk, is one-two punch.
3: But I, I, it's a case for, he has a case, a legitimate case for the Hall of Fame. I yeah. think he will get in. Just not, at, like you guys were talking about being first, but he's not going to be a first ballot, but I could see him maybe getting in like four or five years after that first year of eligibility. Because he, he probably will get in at some point.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, it, like you said, it, it helps that he had a good career with the Patriots, Patriots who always kept winning. Like those teams were just amazing. They kept
3: winning. Christine, you know what that's like.
4: Of course I do.
3: And to and and to make the joke, Bill Belichick is all by himself. Cue the music.
4: All by
3: myself. <laughs> thank God that's recorded.
2: <laughs> oh, that's going to be used for future clips or blackmail. I'll um, <laughs> be both. Uh, thank you, Patch. Um, <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll, we'll pivot. We'll obviously get to more of the nicer baseball and basketball uh, topics later on, but we got to get ser- uh, serious again, because uh, on a Monday, April 12, all three active Minnesota teams playing right now have postponed their games. Uh, and this is stemming off of the, uh, unrest going on over in Minnesota and in the Minneapolis area. Uh, unfortunately we had another one of those cases where, uh, a police shooting and, uh, of another African-American uh, male and that person's now dead. His name is Dante, right? Um, uh, the police are calling it accidental, uh, Uh, I mean, all the stuff's out there. We're not going to get too much into it. All the stuff's out there. You be the judge of your own opinions and stuff like that. Um, But as a result of that and the riots and curfews, and that's all out there right now. The three Minnesota teams that are playing have decided to postpone their games. And, I mean, it's shocking. It's like I never – I, you don't realize how much the outside world, and we keep talking about this, but it's the truth. The outside world does have an impact on sports.
2: It it does, like um, what we've been say, saying for the last, you know, what we've been saying for the last year when we had um, when we had um, you know, what we saw last year with all the incidents, like with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Jacob Blake, how you know a lot of the athletes were were standing up for racial justice. And yes. we, um, and you know, like, and this is not the first time this has happened though, like within a year, because when, when we have the whole incident in Kenosha with Jacob Blake, don't forget, like in one, um, all, all sports like postpone their games. So that was a decision of the players, though, not the organizations, right? You know, we saw it in the NBA, we saw it in Major League Baseball, and the WNBA, and the NHL. They all postponed their games that day in solidarity, and um, you know, we're seeing this today. Um, this is stunning. Um, I, I just want to say, um, before we go back around the table about this. Um, I think maybe Minnesota is doing the right thing just because tensions are really high there right now.
1: Yeah. For one thing, it's also out of respect to the family. I mean, that's what um, – I think the Red Sox and Twins game, you that know, was part of the reason is that they wanted to, out of respect to the family, like you shouldn't have to play a game that, you know, obviously can be played later and stuff. Yeah, and Absolutely. You know- Right now, that there's more serious stuff going on there, and
4: uh, again,
1: stunning. This is uh, it's unbelievable. Like what the world can do to our beloved sports. Like it's just amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, Christine, Pat, you got anything to say on the matter?
4: Well, now were these games that were postponed supposed to be played there in this state?
2: Yes. Yeah. Believe so. Yes.
4: I mean I I understand it though especially cuz like you said tensions are high in it you know I think it's a risk not only you know safety wise but just in general like you want to give time for people to figure out things and you know the situation that's going on I don't know. it's like you said it really does affect sports you you don't think it would but it really does
2: yeah, patch. Um, your it's, thoughts?
3: It's a great move by the Twins, the Timberwolves, and the Minnesota Wild because one, you're going to protect fans that are attending because yes. God forbid, God forbid, things really escalate <laughs> and stuff gets you know escalating like what happened with George Floyd and Jacob Blake with with those two where we we saw places being set afire and everyone was going bananas we don't want more people at harm and also i it's it's a tragedy of what happened because once again we're in this now we're in a situation again where is police brutality at hands again and it's just difficult to process it once again because i'm tired of this happening i think we all are we're tired it, of this. It, it's it's just sickening to see this happen once again. You know what? It, it it was it a case of protecting themselves, or if it wasn't.
1: Well, it, keep in mind that the the body cam footage of the whole situation was released to the public, and um, it shows. I think the, the well the the, the young ma- the young gentleman, uh, Dante, right, was obviously resisting, but I, I guess the the cop, the woman cop, she, the the statement that she gave was that she intended on using the taser, but pulled out the gun instead. Uh, that's why they're calling this an accident. And obviously, you you can you can pretty much uh, see how people are reacting. It's not pleasant.
3: It's and- it's, it's not pleasant, and and. You know, like I said, that city's
2: already on edge right now because cool. of the because of the, the Derek Chauvin trial oh, yeah. that's going yeah. on. So that's yeah. really on edge right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's clear, clearly, I mean, it's a problem that Minnesota really has to deal with um, across the board because you, you see too many of these stuff, and of course, just across the country, but definitely in Minnesota. If, you know, again, we're we're dealing with situations like this, and you know. Uh, I just hope that, you know, you know, for all those involved families, friends who knew the victim, like I, I pray for y'all. Like it's not, not, not easy to deal with. And of course, for all the teams out there, um, just doing the common sense thing. Like it's good to see that uh, there's some type of solidarity around there.
2: Yeah. And we just want to say, um, good on all the Minnesota teams. Um, be a uh, uh, we know we're gonna get they know they're gonna get backlash and be like oh politics shouldn't be in sports blah 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 blah
1: believe me we've done it too we've done it too many times
2: but you know okay now before we go on I I just would like to state something if that's okay to my friends here um listen a lot right of people, when they probably listen to us or when we, listen we very rarely get political here. Cause we're a sports podcast. We're not a political podcast.
1: I know nothing about politics.
2: <laughs> I know some, but I don't share it here. Um, well, i majored minded in poli side when I was in college, but that's beside the point. Um, but anyway, um, we very rarely get political here. And, you know, some people, when they listen, some of them, I haven't heard anything from people. but I'm just saying some of you make it go, Oh my God, they're getting political again. Just shut up and talk about sports. We totally
1: understand if you feel that way.
2: No, no, we get it. We totally get it. But you gotta understand. Sometimes, the worlds of sports and politics do intertwine, and we've been seeing that over the past year.
1: Many years, many past decade, really. Yeah, and of course, throughout all the decades in sports, yeah,
4: forever. Like, I mean, Jackie Robinson. You have to go back a long way. That's,
1: and like.
2: Listen, um, when we do touch on these political issues, we're not telling you who to support. We're not telling you what side to be on. We're not telling you who to vote for. I have friends of many spectrums. We listen. We don't care if you're left, right, center. We're just stating our thoughts. And I, I get it. If you if you get sick of us talking about politics when sports are involved, I get it. And listen, you could fast forward through it. Yeah. But, but, but and I just want to say, cause we, as we're not just sports fans, but in a way we're journalists. And if we don't cover these things, then we're kind of doing a
1: disservice. Yeah. And I, I really don't think of this as too political. I mean, it is, it is in many ways because the go- government is involved now and, you know the way people say things and the way things are presented, obviously is gonna, it's gonna attract the political, all across the political realm. But you know, to me, like it's not political to say that someone's life mattered. Absolutely, it's not political to say that out of respect for a family that's suffering, and you know. Just for the safety of our players We're going to postpone a game Like, these are not Political statements Yeah, Yeah. and um, Exactly, Christine, sometimes you have to think About the human aspect of it, too
2: And plus, you know, the, the State and the city is probably also Thinking, again, how everyone's on edge Because of the Chauvin trial They're probably thinking With this happening, you know Ten tensions are going to be raised and they're probably concerned that something's going to happen. Okay. And yeah. we, and y- yeah, and I just want to say before we move on to lighter topics, um, I just want to say to those who get cynical when we get political, I just want to say, regardless of what size you're on, whether you're conservative, liberal, independent, Democrat, Republican, I just want to say, no matter where you are, If you disagree with us, we totally respect your opinion.
1: Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from
0: each other when you're driving. It's for the best.
3: Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
1: Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it.
3: The dad (laughs) joke. Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids.
1: What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son.
3: (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad (laughs) jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Go crazy for new episodes of the Sports Insanity podcast every week. Now available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get back to it, friends. Baseball happens. Baseball! (laughs) Um. I mean, Yankees salvaged their series (laughs) against the Rays. Oh, I mean that was a that was a bad weekend across the board. I mean they 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 won in extras. On Sunday, thanks to Mr. Rubnet Odor, Mr. New Yankee, earning his pinstripes and extras. How about him coming through with a nice hit?
3: The new right-hand man of the Yankees. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Welcome to the Bronx,
2: my friend. Welcome to the Bronx. Hey,
1: come off the bench and you you, uh, get an RBI. It's amazing.
2: Hey, he's cool with me now. He's cool with me. Anyone who can help us win has my support.
3: Apparently, his kids won't look at him right now.
1: Yeah, the clean, the totally clean shaven Rubenito Odor looks incredibly weird.
3: That's just weird.
1: I missed the beard already.
3: That'd be like if they, like the Yankees, went out and got um the old closer for the Giants, Brian Wilson, I and mean, Brian Wilson had to shave his beard.
1: Oh my god! Look and, and, and look. Uh, obviously, you know, I my opinions on the whole hair policy is I think it's completely stupid. Uh, It's the way at the bottom of my list. as long as you can perform and do well for the team, like and you win,
2: I don't care. That's that's all good. I don't care if you're clean shaven or have hair the size of of cousin It from the Adams family. As long as
3: you can get us wins, I don't give a crap. Amen, Billy. Thank you. Yeah, Yankee fans always just wanted to keep winning. Winning, winning, winning. Oh, shut up. Winning's cool. Derek Jeter always wanted to win. You have to have a winning mentality, Pat. He had that well, he well, he had the old Steinbrenner mentality.
2: Hey, Steinbrenner wanted to what's wrong with wanting to win? There's nothing with
3: nothing wrong with winning. Okay. Yankees yeah. fans just Yankee fans expectation every year is to go 162 and 0 for some reason.
1: Well, my my expectation is always to get 95 wins in the division.
3: Now, see, now that's respectful, but some Yankee fans are outlandish. It's like, oh, Yankees should win easily 120, 125 games. It's like, that's unrealistic no, at the moment. How
1: it is to win 100 games in the season?
3: It is really difficult. Once again, some not, – not, not saying like you guys, but other fans that I know that are my, – my friends that are Yankee fans are like, oh, Yankees should easily win 110, 115, 120 games. It's like, no. You're smoking. You're smoking the good stuff. Calm down a little bit. Me, I'm I'm happy if the Nats win ninety games as, as well. I want the Nats to win ninety games. I want above five hundred.
2: Okay, maybe my expectations are a little low. I'm just like, just get in the playoffs. I'd love to see a division, but just get in the playoffs.
3: Hey, I mean, you're you're
1: better than me, <laughs> with especially with this Yankee team. Like, I want. I mean, a lot of players are injured right now, but I want full out great baseball for the Yankees. Uh, Pat, you mentioned 90 wins for the Nationals. You ain't gonna get that if you're gonna get continue getting swept by teams.
3: <laughs> oh, 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 Billy, 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 Patchy, Patchy, it, Patchy. This is between me and Reg at the moment.
2: Okay, I'll just sit here with my bucket of popcorn.
3: Christine, you want some? Yep. <laughs> butter or no butter?
4: No butter, kettle corn.
3: All right. Now, hey. now that the popcorn discussion is out of the way. I a hundred percent with you. I, I think, you know, the Nats starting a little bit later, kind of killed maybe some momentum. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Right. But once again, the season is very young. Look what, look what the Nats were when they won the championship in 2019 at a dismal, and a dismal and a very dismal record. And an old motto from our manager came out saying today, let's go one to no And that's been our mentality. Granted, the World Series hangover kicked in last year. But then again, baseball shouldn't happen last year. But that's a story I can go on a different day. I'm not giving up hope yet. Season's young. We're, we're only, what, 10 games in 11 games in?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe the Nationals need another bench guy and another children's song to rally around to get to that World Series championship. Let's well, get the
3: wheel, wheels on the bus. Let's go.
1: All through the town. That
2: was a song to motivate them.
3: No, a, Baby, Baby
2: Shark, Baby Shark, Shark, and Parara.
1: That was, you never heard of Baby Shark, Bill? Oh, I've,
2: I've heard Baby Shark. Um, yeah. I, I kind of want to
3: forget that song exists. Um, listen, listen well, I, 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 I actually I, didn't forget I, it. Yeah. It's a staple song in DC.
2: Yeah. So. Maybe that could inspire them again, or they could just
3: get you know, oh what you what Bill no, well, another what?
1: yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair to the Nationals, to be fair, there's a lot of players still either recovering for coronavirus or who had to be isolated because of close contact, whatever.
3: But um, on a different note, eighty-five percent of the team was vaccinated today.
1: Oh, there you go. Uh, either first dose or Johnson and & Johnson. Johnson
3: and & Johnson. Oh, th- there you go. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so yeah. all they might be feeling like dingus tomorrow, and their game might be canceled tomorrow. But, hey, it's all right.
1: It's all good. Yeah. One team you don't want to be? The Mets. The Mets. And uh, we want
2: to begin by apologizing to our dear friend, um, Mark Oldops Guy
3: Halpern. Hold on, timeout. There's no apologizing. Apologizing. There's no apologizing. Just like there's no crying in baseball.
1: There, I'm sure Old Vops guy is proud of his Met fandom and all that
3: stuff. He is proud, but he would probably agree with us right now. Oh. You had the star pitching of Jacob DeGrom. Who, who did 14
2: two. strikeouts, who went 14 strikeouts Saturday,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the offense doesn't back him up.
1: Yeah, it only it went eight innings, only gave up a run, if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: No, he gave up no run. No, he, and they lost three nothing.
3: He gave right. up one run, I think.
2: Okay, one run.
3: There's my notes. I had my notes. Uh, second outing, si- um, eight innings, five hits, one run, 14 Ks. Yes. His first outing was six innings, two based on balls, seven Ks.
1: And yet the Mets cannot come through for him. This has been the case pretty much throughout his career. I mean, if you think about it now, like at some point it's something's got to change in that organization. Like, I don't know. I feel like Jacob DeGrom at this point deserves to be on a team that can back him up with runs because he ain't ain't getting it from the Mets. I'm telling you right now.
2: No, he's not getting it from the Mets. And Degrom again looked great the other day, but it's nothing if your offense can't back you up. And on top of that, um, Conforto's on my fantasy team, so.
1: You. Oh, oh oh, now. oh, 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 now. You can. You should be mad at Conforto, though. I am mad at Conforto. But is it for the reason I'm thinking? Of? What is it the reason you're thinking of? <laughs> because on Thursday, oh, boy. Billy Boy. Okay, <laughs> Frank, what is
4: it?
2: oh god, I feel like I'm being lectured by my parents tonight.
1: Your your boy, Michael Conforto, did one of the most bush league moves I have ever seen in my life. Uh
3: do you want to know what he did? <laughs> what did he do? He pulled so, he he pulled that. Bush League move that that Pirates player did that cost Max Scherzer a perfect game and lean on a stupid pitch. Utter malarkey.
1: So this guy, so it's the ninth inning. It's a tie game and bases were loaded. Michael Conforto, the Mets just tie the game. Jeff McNeil hit a great home run. This dude, Michael Conforto, with two strikes, was about to get rung up for strike three. He leans into the strikes with his elbow, and the ball hits him. You cannot do that. That's the rule with the, the Major League Baseball is you can't uh, lean in and try to get hit with the pitch. Like, you, you have to get out of the way. You have to avoid getting hit. You can't just stay there not, um, and just take one for the team. That, that's not how it works. Um, so, Michael Conforto did that. run scored and because of the judgment because in major league baseball we have replay but unfortunately when it comes to judgment calls by the umpire that's not reviewable and the judgment of determining whether or not Michael Conforto leaned in is a judgment call that the own play umpire has to make. And he did not make that. He instead called it a hit by pitch. He was about to get rung up, but then realized he got hit and they awarded him the hit by pitch. Conforto gets first base met score and they win the game. One of the most Bush league moves I've ever seen. I lost all respect for Michael Conforto after that, because like how, how in the world, can you, and then Michael Conforto was struggling out the gate. So he, he knows why he did it. The fact that you were able, that you allowed yourself to win a game in such a petty way is just disgraceful. It's idiotic. And honestly, I don't know how I can look at you the same way. Cause I use, I, you know, me, Bill, I've been talking about with old ops guy. Extend Conforto. You need to get uh, him signed up again. Nah, no more. I don't know how. I can't look him in the same way anymore. I don't know about you, yeah. Patch, but I can't. I can't look him. In the don't same way do
2: that. Anymore. Yeah, because I was hearing that it was a controversial move.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's it, the, the thing that's even worse is the fact that it's not reviewable. The hit by pitch is reviewable. So you can review whether or not he got hit by the pitch, but you can't review a judgment call. And the whole point of having replay is so that you could review the call, the play that happened and get it right. If you're not, if you can't be able to review judgment calls like that, it's silly. It's, a, uh, it's something that that major league baseball has to fix. Because there's just no excuse that you have the technology. You have the ways for replay. But you're not going to use it to get it right. Beyond me.
2: Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Don't lean into the pitch.
1: No. But, like, I mean, look, what Mike Cofforto got away with it, and the Mets won the game. Is
0: that,
1: is that fantasy points patch?
2: Or walks, fantasy points, uh,
3: hit by pitch, Uh, and RBI. Well, you get a, you get, I think you get a point for the RBI, but um, I think you don't get a point for hit by pitch.
1: Okay, so 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 Bill will take it. He'll take the point for the RBI. I'll take
3: the point. (laughs) Let me see. (laughs) I lost to Reg this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! I came back on the comeback trail and beat um, Orioles fan Matt.
2: Yeah, I'm playing our dear friend Ross Mason this week.
1: Oh, how's that going? Well, uh, let's see. Well, we
2: got Cole going tonight, so he's been good lately. I got to say, Cole's been his last out, and he looked amazing.
1: Oh, that's terrific!
2: I'm glad. Thirteen strikeouts. Ah, so my first pick, pick, so my first pick wasn't a waste.
1: Garrett Cole's never a waste. Garrett Cole's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, you're well, always being good hands with him, unless
3: he's. So Christine actually actually by hit by pitch you get uh, 2.6 points for for a hit by pitch. Wow. (laughs) So how about that, Bill?
1: I'll take it. (laughs) Still didn't win, but whatever. We'll take it.
2: (laughs)
4: I'm gonna take it.
2: (laughs) Okay, so Christine, how's your fantasy team going?
4: Uh, Non existent.
3: She's one. Christine, you are one and oh, don't forget.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, there yeah.
4: you go. Whatever Lauren says is what I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well Patchman knows what he's talking about. So uh, well,
3: I am I, I well I do have the league open right now on my phone. So
4: you guys know I'm not a fantasy league person. Come on.
3: Yeah, I mean if fantasy is
1: like iffy for me too. I mean, if it's football, I'll do it. But like for all the other sports where you have to constantly go in like every day. Yeah. I think football out of fantasy
2: sports is like the easier one because it's only a weekly thing.
1: Yeah. So like I, 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 and you're, and you can track it better with baseball. You have to, oh, who, who has a day off? Or who you got to bench? It's too much. Like I can't, I can't do fantasy baseball.
4: I can't do fantasy anything but especially baseball.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm but sure. um
2: But yeah, um Yeah, cuz I have two fantasy teams, one of our league and one with uh, another friend of mine. So, yeah, so that is what's going on in baseball in these early days.
1: Yep, yeah, a shout out to Joe Musgrove for the Padres. Yes. Mr. Hometown Kid gave his hometown his first no-hitter.
3: And the last team to get that elusive no-hitter, too. It's Uh, official.
2: All 32 teams have officially now pitched 30. 30, Why did I say 32? Sorry. Um, Ding. Um, All 30 Major League Baseball teams have officially pitched a no-hitter.
3: Fun fact fun fun fact, I was doing some research about no hitters. Apparently, when Montreal, when the Expos came in to franchise, it only took them nine days to get a no-hitter. Oh really? Yep. Not nine days into their existence or nine days of playing in Major League Baseball, they got a no-hitter.
4: That's impressive.
3: There you go. Moving on, there was another big thing that happened over the course of four days this past week. We had the Masters. Ah, uh, the Masters. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of golf for the moment because history was made by Hideki Matsuzama because he went 10-under overall for the four rounds of golf and he became the first Japanese male golfer to win a major championship and he's the first Asian-born golfer to win the Masters. So shout out to him for winning the Masters. Congratulations to him. Yeah, I,
1: I didn't realize that Japan had, and
3: no one from Japan has won golf yet the Masters. That's crazy. Well, he's uh, like I said, he became the first Japanese male golfer to win a major. So the, your your four majors in golf are the U.S. Open, the Players Championship, the PGA Championship, and then the Masters. So, out of those four, no Japanese golfer has ever won one of those four. But hey, that's not no more. But except with well, with the Masters. There's still three more championships for hopefully someday, and maybe Hideki will do that to become a Grand Slam champion. But it was great to see him win because even Tiger Woods was very happy. In his recovery time, he sent out a tweet. I should have tweet up.
1: Well, I mean, it, it it doesn't surprise me, you know, if, if history was made, any type of history was made in sport of golf, then, you know, uh, I would, I would go nuts too. Like that, that's just a pretty cool
3: moment. Exactly. Uh, Tiger tweeted, um, uh, begin quote, making Japan proud Hideki. Congratulations on such a huge accomplishment for you and your country. This historical at the Masters, win will impact the entire golf world, close quote. Classy move on Tiger's part. Very classy. He's a classy guy. And then for my other fun fact, um, I'm to throw, I'm even going to throw a little bowling in there. This past weekend, we had the, US, um, the USBC US Open going on, and Fun fact: The seven ten was made for the was made for the fourth can't speak was only made for the fourth time on national television this time. Nice first time since nineteen ninety one.
1: Seven ten splits are hard. I mean, I've, I've I mean when I'm back in my bowling days, I used to, you know, have I used to knock out splits, but never a seven ten. Uh, I've only. I haven't made
3: one. I haven't made one yet. I've made both Greek churches, the the three and the two on both sides. So where it's three on one side, two another, and the vice versa two three. I've made both of them. But uh, shout out to Anthony Muir, eighteen years old, and known as the Ginger Assassin, made the seven ten, and the play by commentator went nuts when he made it. That's good. But you are the three people that make the seven ten on national TV. Mark Roth back way back in nineteen eighty at the Uh, Almadia Open, uh, John Mazza made it at the 1990 Bud Light Classic, and then Jesse Stayrook made it at the 1991 Tuscan Open. Dope! Well, hey, fantastic! So, hey, we got people winning Matt, winning green jackets, people making 710s. What a great weekend in sports! What a fantastic weekend in sports. We only made it very if the Yankees got swept. Hey. You know what you win for that one, Patch? What, a virtual middle finger through your Zoom camera? Well, first that, <laughs> and you win awkward silence. Listen, I can talk through the awkward silence. That doesn't faze me. And don't forget, I edit this, so the awkward silence will be gone like that. Damn like, it. Like, like a Thanos snap with the Infinity Gauntlet. Ooh, you made a Marvel reference. I think you've been hanging out with me too long. <laughs> No, I just, kn- I just, kn- I barely know my Marvel to get through. Okay, n- now before Patch and I start
2: fighting like an old married couple, um, um, some news in the NBA.
3: Yes, a, a-, a- going to finally own a professional sports team after getting duped out by the Mets. Because of Uncle Stevie. Because of Uncle Stevie. He's going to own the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Link. Oh. So, what do you guys think of this move? But for A-Rod and his business partner Mark Lore, who is the former president of not former, well, he is he is the former president and CEO of Walmart US and E-commerce from 2016 to 2021. So, shout out to both of
4: them.
2: We wish we wish them the best.
4: Definitely a good business move. Good for him.
2: Absolutely a good business move. So, okay, what was I going to say? Do um, we, we got anything else on
1: tap here?
3: Roger, i I'll, on you.
1: I'll say this, well, Alex Rodriguez. Hmm. Um, <laughs> couldn't buy your New York Mets, but you bought your Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> it's not even the sport you played, but whatever. Hey, I,
3: he'll take it. He'll take uh, it. Congrats,
1: Alex Rodriguez. Listen, He'll take it.
3: You're listen, so he's, got, he's got to start somewhere. In uh, absolutely, Duncan.
1: but I, I just find it hilarious that you know he wanted to own a baseball franchise and he was shut out all of all of, of any chance of getting that. So, in his desperation attempt to own a sports team, he goes to the Timberwolves Wolves. And the Timberwolves are a great franchise. Don't get me wrong, but like, still, I just think it's kind of pathetic.
3: Yeah, hey, it. hey, hey, there is a Minnesota baseball team that plays there. So maybe he might get the Twins one day. Who knows?
2: It could happen.
1: Well, let's see. <laughs>
4: Christine, oh, okay, any thoughts? I, I don't know. Like I said, I, it's a good business move, but. I kind of agree with you, Reg. I think it's like a little pathetic, a little bit. in like the nicest way, you know, like, in like, I hope you do well, but it's low key pathetic.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, the sport that Alex Rodriguez wants to be an owner in is baseball. He wants to be an MLB owner. Yeah. So, you know, and it, it I, it's silly. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I can't, there's no way that I'm going to take this seriously as much as
3: uh,
1: Mr. No, I Rodriguez. That. I wants think
4: to. it comes off a little like flashy almost, or like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right word I'm trying to use, but you're just trying to prove that you can own a team no matter what sport.
2: Which is
1: pretty sad.
4: Yeah. So it's like you should have just waited it out, and, yeah. Yeah.
2: Which, which is pretty sad. But
1: yeah. and, and I knew A. Rod was eventually going to be an owner of something. Yeah, I just didn't think it would be something in basketball.
4: Yeah, you know, keep it in the family, you know.
1: It's a weird thing, but hey,
4: like, what advice do you have? I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and look, sure he knows
1: you know, something. And, and look, you know, maybe him and his business partner will build a good Minnesota team. They desperately need one.
4: No, that's true. Like, you know, we got to be positive. Wish him well.
1: We Fair. wish him well. Of course, I do. He. He's one of my favorite Yankees.
4: Oh God, I hated him.
1: Why? Hey, so did I, Bill. So did Bill. I hated yeah, him. God. But I've mellowed out with him over the years.
4: Yeah, I agree with you, Billy. Like I, I'm cool with him now. But growing up while he was on the team, hated him.
2: Do I have Do I have to Do, do
1: I have to do it tonight? Or no, no. Okay, good. I don't want to do anything. I I understand why, but it's like.
4: Yeah, it was like the uh, I will
2: say this. He was basically discount Derek Jeter. <laughs> Ouch. Derek Jeter.
3: Uh,
4: that,
3: oh wow, that's that's disrespecting Alex yeah. Rodriguez. Ouch.
4: See, discount
3: I, Derek Jeter.
4: I'm not going to I'm not going to say that. I just think the reputation for the Yankees got diminished a little bit with the way he was, and I just didn't appreciate that.
2: Yeah. You know, will, but maybe I, my okay, maybe what I just said was a little harsh. Oh,
4: no, I mean <laughs> Mm.
1: No, I mean, look. If it makes you feel any better, Bill, Alex Rodriguez is never going to go to the Hall of Fame, and <laughs> you know, Derek Jeter's already. Well, he's not inducted yet, but like, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna be.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Good luck, A Rod. Yep. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> and
3: if the Timberwolves go. <laughs> Then we could sit here and secretly laugh at him. I'm not gonna laugh. I want A-Rod to succeed as the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> then watch
2: if that goes down the hill. I'm selling, I'm gonna own a hockey team now.
3: Yeah. Hey, the wilds are be- there too. So he's got many he's got he can own all three. He can he can own three of the four major sports right there and there and maybe bring an NFL team there. Oh, you got Minnesota Vikings, duh. My bad. <laughs> I was about I to, say to bring that. Dang, dang, dang to myself and thank God for editing. I can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I control editing here. He goes, oh, I'll
2: oh buy the Wild or oh buy the Twins.
3: I'll oh buy the Vikings.
1: <laughs> you never said you'll buy the Vikings, Bill.
3: I'm joking. <laughs> no, the Vikings ain't selling anytime soon unless they massively implode. No. Especially with the... New- like, like their old stadium roof did after a snowstorm.
1: Yeah, 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 I mean, especially with that beautiful looking stadium and uh you know team that's sort of on the rise, I, I would stay
2: put. Okay, so we got anything left to talk about or
1: the feel good story, maybe? There is a feel good story, that's right. So well, I think it was Freddie Freeman's home run, correct? Yes. So Freddie Freeman hit a home run Friday night. And a Phillies fan caught it, but then gave it over to a Braves fan because that's just a nice thing to do. So, in response to that, both Freddie Freeman and great Philly Bryce Harper gave that same fan a signed ball, which I think is awesome. It's an awesome thing. That's nice, isn't it, folks?
4: Yeah, I love that.
3: We could Uh, use a little a heartwarming story and good on freddie freeman and mr bryce harper
4: and more importantly good on that kid that gave the ball to another kid knowing that he would appreciate it more i think that was the feel-good part of it all for me
1: yeah i mean totally because I me mean, as as baseball fans you know we one thing that we commonly share is the fact that we love baseball Yep. Regardless and we and and we love our team so like if there's a ball that the home run ball that I were to catch that was hit by another team that I wasn't a fan of, I would give it to someone that's a fan. And I think it's, I just think it's just a, a a beautiful, beautiful sight, And you know, it's, it just goes to show you that humanity matters. Absolutely.
4: Even in our differences, we come together for the love of the game. So
1: yeah.
4: With, yeah
2: and you know i think it's just so nice just through all the shit we've been through the last year it's nice to see something like that i
4: agree
2: yeah all right guys well um i got some bad news that's our show for this week bad, um bad
1: news we'll be back we'll be back next week
2: <laughs> um maybe maybe <laughs> what do you think about
3: mo- moving somewhere patchy or we have so we have to do this <laughs> no i might just not show up next week
2: <laughs> well, guys, we hope you had a good time today. Um, sorry we go on the side tangents, but they're fun. Side tangents are fun. Um, yeah. All right, guys. So um, follow us on. get list, Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to know more, go where?
3: The website doesn't exist anymore. I deleted it does <laughs> Oh, no! I'm joke. only joking. There. there, we still have a website. It's mm-hmm. and sanity Name change coming.
1: Name change is coming. It's true.
3: Uh, have figured out a date yet? Ah, uh, no. Uh, let's see here. I I had a date like it's here because I'm away the first weekend in May. Let's go to the calendar. Tentative name change for a website is coming. May 10th. okay? well
1: uh, we' we'll, we'll obviously keep you posted on keep the, you posted. the many things that are going on across all of the insanity family and we're very excited for it. Oh totally excited for it and more things to come. we got blogs coming. we got possibly more writers coming into the fold so
3: there's two people I, I, I have two writers for ah, right. they posted off there.
2: Okay, well, guys, till next week, I'm Bill Murphy.
3: I am Lawrence Patchman Lang, and to go back on my bowling real quick, shout out to Chris Villa for winning the U.S. Open and, and yeah. getting the bowling green jacket.
4: Um, Christine, the conchatory. follow me on all platforms.
1: Danny Boy Reginald, let's go Knickerbockers.
0: Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.